Welcome to the podcast, To Good Healthcare. Get ready to dive into conversations with nuanced leaders on healthcare technology. You'll hear all about the ideas, opportunities, and innovations we have to help clinicians around the world transform patient care. Hi, everyone. This is Karen Tiano from Nuance Communications. Welcome back to another episode of To Good Healthcare. Excellence in clinical documentation leads to excellence in healthcare delivery because above all else, it supports informed medical decision-making. AI is helping medical doctors create more accurate notes needed for more seamless care and better patient outcomes with the level of specificity needed for proper reimbursement. AI can be used in all aspects of healthcare and is so important because it helps to accurately tell the patient's story. Today, I'm joined by Mike Jones, Vice President and General Manager of Clinical Quality and Revenue Integrity, to talk about this growing line of business. Welcome, Mike. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Karen. I enjoyed listening to the first few podcasts of the series, so I've been looking forward to being a part of it. Awesome. So let's start with an overview of your clinical quality and revenue integrity business. Can you tell us about the portfolio and the mission? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, there's, I'll start by saying there's good reason that internally at Nuance, we've always referred to clinical quality and revenue integrity applications as the improved portfolio. A lot of people have heard it called that before because the clinical documentation improvement product or CDI and the CAPD product, Computer Assisted Physician Documentation, they're designed to help the clients improve the completeness, the accuracy, and the quality of their documentation, hence the name improve. So it's really broken up into two different pieces. The CDI products and services are post-encounter tools that are really designed to help our CDI nurses and specialists check out patient charts, make sure that the charts reflect the acuity of the encounter, make sure that the supporting clinical evidence for the encounter is there and that there's no potential diagnoses that we missed and that the chart is ready to go over to coding so the organization can get reimbursed appropriately for the services that were provided to the patient during the stay. It's really a back-end quality and revenue integrity process. CAPD, the other half of the portfolio on the other hand, is a front-end process where we can inject AI-driven clinical decision support into the documentation process by the physician or the caregiver. So as the physician is talking to the patient or documenting the visit within their EMR, for example, Epic or Cerner, which are the, the ones that we interface with most often, the clinical language understanding engine of Nuance is in the background evaluating the documentation that they're creating in real time. It's considering the context of the visit. It's pulling in other available documentation from the EMR. And then it's providing suggestions back to that caregiver through what we call the Dragon Medical Advisor window. And and that information can be a number of different things, right? It could be additional questions that should be asked to the patient that might drive greater specificity in their diagnoses, or it could be additional diagnoses that might be added to the chart based on the things that they've already documented or other documents in the record. Or it could even find the opposite, which the scenario would be it finds a documented diagnosis that's in the record, but 
you haven't, as a caregiver, supported that diagnosis with clinical evidence. So you have to revisit that because it could cause a problem downstream in the billing. Nuance has several different flavors of CAPD products that are specifically designed for different specialty areas of the hospital where documentation is very challenging uh, and there's opportunities that exist to improve it. So the mission of this part of the improved portfolio is really just to provide better care for the patient, better documentation for the hospital, and make sure there's integrity in the revenue cycle for billing. That That's a really good uh, description of it, Mike. Thank you. And when you talk about quality, how does quality ultimately affect all facets of any healthcare organization, really? Yeah, I'm glad you said all facets because there's several different impacts that, that come to mind immediately. The, the most important is, of course, quality of care. Healthcare organizations, you know, their <laughs> their number one goal is to get the patient the right care at the right time and keep people healthy and help people live their best lives. So that's the ultimate goal of any organization. And the quality of the underlying documentation can certainly impact the quality of care that the hospital provides. So again, the ultimate goal is to provide care in their patient populations in a compassionate but but effective way. And as a kind of a relevant example of that I'll I'll call on our ED guidance product. Um, which is our clinical decision support in the emergency room. Um, that product can help ensure that patients, for example, don't go home with something like compartment syndrome, which is a big problem in the ED. It's a complication that can lead to readmission and serious consequences for the patient. So quality patient outcomes and caring for the patients is certainly number one. There's actually two others. The second would be in the the second most obvious way that quality of documentation can affect organization is financially, right? So without the appropriate documentation and the clinical evidence in the record, the organization or the hospital might not get reimbursed in the right way or at the right level for the services that it provides to its patients. These charts have to be coded right down the line and the clinical evidence to support those codes has to be in there or the billing claim will be rejected causing delays in payment or maybe non-payment in the future. So it's kind of the old adage, if it wasn't documented, it didn't happen. Our product is all about getting the documentation first time right and complete uh, upfront. And then the third way that quality can really impact organizations is that poor documentation can affect an organization's quality scores. And those quality scores can certainly impact a hospital in many negative ways, right? It, it can impact their ability to negotiate or enter into value-based contracting models with, with insurance because they're not confident that they're providing the right level of care for the patient population. And another big one is it can impact the reputation of both the facilities and the physicians. And I know we read a lot in the industry today about the rise of consumerism in healthcare and how potential patients can get online and access hospital quality scores or physician reviews. And that reputational impact can really have a negative effect on the organization as patients might go to other destinations for their care. And, and we don't want to see that happen. So quality scores are very important as well. Absolutely. And you mentioned CAPD, which stands for Computer Assisted Physician Documentation. So Mike, how is CAPD delivered within the Dragon Medical One solution? So CAPD is definitely integrated with Dragon Medical One. Um, Dragon Medical One, of course, and I know you already did a session on this, it's the capture mechanism through which physicians can document the care, right? They speak into a microphone or they use their mobile device to document and actually capture uh, the note. 
our CAPD engine is, is again, in the background evaluating that documentation and providing clinical decision support. But we have to be able to deliver that support and that guidance somewhere. And, and the way we do that today is we deliver it right there in the Dragon Bar in a common interface that we call DMA or Dragon Medical Advisor. So um, we integrate very closely with Dragon so that we can deliver our guidance right in the Dragon Bar. And interestingly enough, I, I listened to Mary's and as she mentioned in her podcast, the advantage that we have at Nuance is that there's 550,000 provider licenses of DMO already out there in the market today. So that's a great start. It's a great client pool and it provides a huge base of opportunity for us to upsell CAPD portfolio into those clients who already have the delivery mechanism of DMA implemented on their system. And does CAPD integrate directly within different electronic health record systems and workflows too? Absolutely, it does. And that's actually what makes this portfolio one of the most challenging portfolios, in my opinion, because all of these improved products require a very deep level of interfacing or integration with the EMR vendors. Uh, because in, again, in order to offer valid and relevant clinical advice, we have to have access to the rest of the patient information and the documentation, which is stored in the EHR. We refer to that as having patient context or understanding you know, the rest of the situation around the patient. That's key to allowing our engines to fire appropriate guidance and advice at the right time. This need kind of for patient context, along with the desire that we have to offer the guidance in a way that enhances a physician's workflow, it means we have to work very closely and collaboratively with EMR vendors. Our implementation interface teams have to make sure that all the correct interfaces are completed, integrations like Smart on Fire are up and working in order to give the client the best in-workflow experience of the product. I'd love to talk also about the COVID-19 pandemic. Have you seen any changes at all in customer needs as a result of the pandemic? We have, and it's created a bit of a double-edged sword. The, the pandemic has certainly stressed the healthcare system in a few different ways. The strain on the caregivers, the resulting labor shortage that you read so much about today, uh, kind of creates uh, that double-edged sword that I mentioned. It certainly creates a need for applications and services that can make healthcare workers efficient and ease the burden, the growing cognitive burden, if you will, of escalating documentation requirements. Um, it creates a need for such AI-based decision support systems like our products. So that's a good thing. But the other edge of the sword is that healthcare organizations today have been a bit hesitant to introduce new technologies like this during this very stressful pandemic time. Uh, because they feel like it's a bit of a risk to create even more stress on both the clinical staff and on the technical resources available that it takes to implement them. So while we've seen some excellent sales and bookings of our specialty guidance products in particular, it's been a bit challenging to get those implemented adopted because there's a lack of technical resources right now that can engage aggressively in these implementations, which again are very complicated. So because those interface requirements are higher and the implementations are more challenging, the drive to get these implemented has been a little bit less than what we would like to see. But we're, we're very hopeful and, and optimistic that as this pandemic winds down and the impacts recede, that healthcare organizations are going to accelerate the implementations of these technologies going forward because they realize the relief it can create on the burden 
of documentation for the doctors. Right. So lots of challenges. Can CAPD also help reduce the increased costs associated with the challenges? It absolutely can. We are seeing that, you know, the efficiency that you can be delivering to clients by providing guidance within the documentation, again, can make uh, CDI nurses on the CDI product more efficient. We have products like encounter prioritization in the CDI world that will make sure that the CDS nurses are spending their time on the most appropriate, most impactful cases and chart reviews that they need to do. So if you can bubble those up to the top for the CDS nurses, maybe you can relieve some of the burden that they have from reviewing cases that are not as impactful. And we all know that the nursing shortage is as big or bigger uh, than even the physician shortage out there today. So in some cases, we're even seeing that it could allow you to put a CDI nurse back on the floor uh, to spend some more time with the patients as opposed to doing chart reviews. So certainly it can impact cost in a positive way. Speaking of cost and revenue, you have revenue integrity as part of the name of your line of business. So can we talk about AI and the reimbursement process and why revenue integrity is important, not only for the financial health of healthcare organizations, but also for investment in patient care and innovation. I'd, I'd love to hear about what you're seeing in the field. The goal of revenue integrity is really to prevent the reoccurrence of issues that will cause revenue leakage, which is a, a hot topic in the industry today, and, and compliance risks as well through creating effective and replicable processes and controls across the entire continuum of care. So supporting the appropriate documentation sounds like a basic premise, and it is. It's very important to financial practices. And, and here's the key. These practices that we put in place have to be able to withstand audits at any time, which is a concern uh, for the hospitals. Now, traditionally, I think operations, compliance, billing departments, they're all a bit siloed in the hospital with clear divisions between the people and the processes and platforms that they use. And that siloed setup doesn't really lend itself to solutions that will get these disparate entities to kind of work together throughout the entire revenue cycle. So a platform that utilizes AI like ours and provides appropriate visibility into each area is very important uh, in revenue integrity. What, one of our recent innovations on the roadmap has been, how do we continue to tie the front end CAPD solutions used by the physician to the back end CDI solutions that are used by the CDS nurses? This all has to be connected to work most efficiently and that will all feed into the revenue integrity portion of the revenue cycle to make sure all the cogs are working together. Very good. I know that you talk to our customers regularly, Mike. So what are you hearing from customers as they look to continue to advance their digital transformation strategies? And how are you using those insights to continue to involve your business? So the largest concern that we hear a lot from our clients today is obviously the availability and cost of clinical resources and technical resources. And that that is today because of the pandemic, that, but that's expected to continue in the coming years because of the labor shortage. So quality patient outcomes has always been and will always be the primary driver of healthcare technology, and it should be. But with the labor shortage that's been created by the pandemic, a lot of organizations are focused on tools that can make their workers more efficient Yes, but also attract, can we use this tool as, as a way to attract and retain new talent? And some of the things that we're doing in CAPD can be used for that concept of physician retention and satisfaction to address just that. And 
I'll give an example of that, uh, again, going to ED guidance, because it's the most obvious example. That product is used by ED physicians in the ED to help them fully document the presenting condition for the patient. But it also allows them to get CME credits through the Sullivan Group, which is our content partner. So as a byproduct of using the product, viewing, addressing, retiring the advice that pops up through the Dragon Medical Advisor window during the documentation, the caregiver can actually qualify for and receive CME or continuing medical education credits that they have to get on an annual basis anyway. So that's a very important tool in kind of a travel restricted pandemic world. And we think it's going to continue to be a physician satisfaction tool going forward. So they're using these CAPD tools in their digital transformation strategy, as well as in their physician retention and recruitment strategies. Now, what about engaging physicians? How are we expanding our CAPD solutions to deliver workflows that really engage them? Well, I think the biggest thing we hear today is that we need to figure out how to deliver the advice through our applications and engage the physicians in very natural and efficient ways. So as I mentioned, right now we use the Dragon Medical Advisor window, but these organizations have all made major investments in their EMR records over the last 10 years. And the physicians and caregivers look at those EMR systems as their everyday documentation capture tools. So what we have to do, and this is our goal, we have to learn how to inject our intelligence into that capture process very seamlessly and find ways to do it that are non-intrusive for the physician and add to the value of the tools, the EMR tools that they've invested in. So that's evolving today. We've had a lot of recent enhancements around our products like uh, Guidance Preview, for example, which shows uh, the guidance in a very unobtrusive, flashes up in the upper right-hand corner way and then goes away if they don't act on it. So those types of tools uh, are important. And then furthering the integrations with the EMRs to make sure that our guidance can actually create uh, entries in the EMR problem list and things like that. So those integrations uh, with the EMR and with other delivery mechanisms, like perhaps even Teams, are going to continue to be the top theme for our roadmap in the future uh, so that we can provide our guidance in engaging ways for the physician. That's awesome. So does CAPD provide support across different specialties too? It does. We have five flavors of CAPD today. We have CAPD for the inpatient setting, the outpatient setting. We have surgical CAPD for the surgeons, cardiovascular CAPD for interventional cardiologists, and then ED guidance, which I mentioned for the emergency department. And to be honest, we can also cover a sixth specialty, uh, and that's pediatrics, through a set of specialized pediatric content on inpatient guidance. So while we have five flavors to sell today, we cover six different care settings. And what would you say is the biggest potential area for growth and expansion? Well, I think the, the biggest potential area for growth and expansion is potentially how we can interface and integrate some of these guidance products into some of the other advanced technologies that Nuance is creating today. And I'll specifically call out DAX and PEZ. Uh, the Dragon Ambient Experience product is definitely got a lot of momentum and is a very interesting capture product. Uh, what we think is going to happen over the next few years is as that product continues to expand and grow throughout our client base, the clients are going to demand that 
it also include the guidance that's provided by CAPD. So I think there's huge opportunity to figure out how to make these products work together. And we're currently doing that today with a pilot program around outpatient guidance. And then there's other ways that we can integrate as well, right? Now that we're a part of Microsoft, they're delivering telehealth and other healthcare solutions through Teams. We can also integrate our guidance with Teams in the future. And then even doing something as simple as integrating with PEZ, uh, patient engagement solutions, so that when you're documenting on a patient and you you need to create maybe a follow-up visit or a patient outreach or educational uh, event, you can do that automatically through the PEZ system. So I think Nuance is poised well because we have several different very effective delivery mechanisms to expand the AI-based guidance portfolio into those delivery mechanisms like DAX. And last but not least, Mike, what are you most excited about looking ahead for the business? The area that I'm most excited about is we see a ton of growth potential around the CAPD portfolio and a lot of interest in the specialties. Um, Our products are able to do things like mitigate risk for ED departments or increase uh, the value of APCs and RVUs, which are billing and, and physician payment components in the surgical areas. So the fact that we have very effective products that can engage with physicians and create real impactful outcomes, not only for the physicians, but for the patients is something that I'm very proud of. And how we deliver those and leverage the rest of the nuance and Microsoft portfolio in order to expand our reach is what I'm excited about in the next five years. This absolutely is just so exciting to hear about both your business and what's next. So thank you so much, Mike, for being with us today. Uh, My pleasure, Karen. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to our internal podcast to Good Healthcare. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with your colleagues. If you're interested in learning more about what our healthcare business is doing to transform patient care, join us again for our next podcast, coming soon. You can also head over to the healthcare page on The Voice to leave a comment, continue the discussion, or suggest topics for an upcoming episode. And visit The Voice often so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you again, and I'll catch you next time.